Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of the Load Management Podcast. I am Chopped. I'm here in New York with my man Zion. We got Adam out in L.A., and we have a very special guest today. Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors is with us, live on the phone from Oklahoma City. Pascal, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? You just arrived in Oklahoma City, right? So we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your travels to speak with us. Oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, are you staying at the Haunted uh, Hotel in Oklahoma City? I know that's always a uh, a big thing in the NBA community uh, when people travel down there. Uh, I mean, I don't think we, we're we not staying there. It's like this new hotel. I don't know. It's weird. It is a weird hotel. Like, just in terms of, like, um, the pictures. And, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> did you find yourself, you, you had, like, some bad games afterwards, or did you play pretty well? Um... Actually, I've been pretty good. Like, I've been pretty good. Like, no no bad games or anything. But, like, there were some nights where, like, I think my first time, like, my rookie year, since it was, like, my first time and people was telling me stories and stories about it, and I think it was kind of, like, in my mind. And I really couldn't sleep the night, like, that night. Um, but I think that was the only thing. Like, it didn't really, like, affect the game or nothing like that. I think it was just that one night where it was just like the the anticipation of like all the stories about it and it and it, it got me kind of like <laughs> I couldn't sleep at night. But that's the only thing. So Pascal, you're back in the lineup now. We obviously spent a little time out with the injury, but um, you've been authoring uh, a hell of a season so far and definitely worthy of All Star consideration. So um, I know we're about a few weeks out from the All Star game from the break here, but um, you know, have you given any thought about the idea of of playing on the game's biggest stage and playing Chicago, which will be obviously a scene. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. I I try not to think about it, but um, but yeah, it's 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 just amazing to be in that position and and just knowing the journey and knowing how how hard it was and 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 um, understanding like the 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 ups and downs. Obviously, it would be an honor to be there and 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 be considered one of the best players in the league. Like that's that's dope. Like that's what you play for, and and um, and and it definitely be an honor to to, to be at the game. Well, I think people definitely consider you one of the best players in the league. I mean, your jump uh, the last several years has been crazy. But, you know, last year you earned the Most Improved Player Award. And this year, you know, everyone's talking about you could win it again. It's like, how have you taken these massive jumps in your game to be definitely one of the best players in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I think for me, it's always about uh, making sure that I, I, I assess myself. You know, after every season, I always go back um, just looking at things that I, I have to do better. And um, when the summertime comes, you know, I just attack it and, and go, my man, uh, Rico Hines, um, we always give him a shout out, but we always go, you know, like look at what we need to get better at, attack it and, and just work like nothing, like nothing else but work all summer and just get ready for, for the moment. So for me, it's, 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 it's all about working hard and, and making sure that um I work on things that I'm not doing well every single year, and, and that's why I improve. So 
Um, most improved, I don't know. Hopefully, I can win that every single year. But <laughs> I think for me, you know, it's not really about winning most improved players. It's about just making sure that I'm a better player than I was the year before. Pascal, uh, yesterday or the day before, Dame Lillard said he wants a one-on-one tournament at the All-Star Game. How do you feel about that? Would you would you be down to play some one-on-one if, if they switch the formats? Um, I mean, for me, I, I'll play it. I think I, I love playing one-on-one. I like I like competing, you know, and obviously if you compete against the best players, in, you know, in the league, uh, I'm sure it would be fun. You think um, you'd bust some people I up? Gonna, I don't know if it's going to happen, but, I mean, I'll be, I'll be down for it. Do you think you would, like, like people underestimate you, how you would do in one-on-one? Because you're definitely more of, like, a fit in, you know – it, with the team guy, you know, you like to move the ball, you get to the paint, but, you know, would you really surprise some people in that one-on-one setting? Yeah, I think my, my one-on-one game is up there. Like, I think just also depending where it is, right? Like, even on the post or I think my post moves are elite. And, uh, you know, like, I, th- I think I'll do well. Like, I think I'll do pretty well. Dame couldn't guard you down in the post. You just back him up. Yeah, I, I don't think so. But but I, I'm sure it would be tough for me to guard him on a perimeter, too, you know, just knowing his skill set and stuff. But... Um, so, yeah, it's like it'll be different players with different skill set that you have to, you know, match up against. So it's going to be important to see, like, where, like, you know what I mean? Like, where do you play? Like, is it just like, oh, give me the ball on top of the key and it's one-on-one? Or is it like, oh, we're going to play on the elbow or we're going to play on the post? Or, you know, so, like, it'll be interesting when you get into all the details. Pascal, have you have you attended an All-Star weekend before? Uh, No, never. So you've, uh, never got, you've never done any All-Star activities whatsoever? No, ever. Like I, I never. When I got into the league, I just like I just me summertime. I always went to um, on vacation. Like with my uh, my guy Jakob, we always kind of like and my brother and stuff. Like we we pick um a place and we just go for most of our weekend. And I just never felt like if I wasn't part of it, like I just never felt like like um going. And and it was also like a like a week to you know kind of get away from everything and it's a vacation so for me i i usually took the vacation you'd rather vacation than go to like you, it's usually somewhere cold too like at chicago this year you're gonna have to bundle up right i know i know i know it's, uh, well, i heard toronto was pretty cold too and i mean chicago i was i was there. Added, it was it was like negative like degrees negative when i was there degrees. yeah it was crazy would you do yeah, any of the, would you do any of the other events like like uh i like you in the skills competition could be interesting because i feel like you'd surprise some folks because you can you can can kind of do it all, you know. Uh, well, it depends. Like for me, I'm just I don't know. Uh, it's gonna depend because I'm not really like into all that to be honest. Like, <laughs> um, all like the skill competition and the three, but like all that is just I don't know. I don't think I'm all into it, but I feel like it depends. If I get invited and and I'll probably just like look at it and see. But uh, if it's just me on the top, like I wouldn't like put myself in it. You know. Okay. Maybe maybe you could. Would you great? Would you like? Uh, Grade the dunk contest, like be one of the judges. Maybe that's. Oh, I mean, I, I think I could do that. Yeah, I can grade. I can grade the dunk contest. I think I, I like that part. Just seeing the creativity and like the bounce. Like I think my reaction is pretty good. So, um, yeah, I think I, I could. I could do that. All right. So speaking of speaking of dunks, can we talk about Chris Boucher getting destroyed by Demar Derozan the other day? How much how much shit yeah, did you guys that, give Chris man. for trying to oh, block man. Demar's dunk? Because he that was one of the best dunks that was of crazy. the season by far. That was crazy. Hey man, I got to chill, chill my man, Chris, man. <laughs> I mean, Chris has been great. He was awesome. I, you know, I remember watching him uh, when you guys were out here in LA. Like, he had some great games against the Clippers and the Lakers. But I mean, I, you got to give him respect for trying to block the dunk. But I mean, Demar, goddamn, he dropped a hammer on him. I know. Um, I, I'm sure he, he heard a lot about the dunk, and 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 what's funny is that Demar told me actually that 
he remember um during summertime, you know, Chris was like would like block everything and like everything he would try to, you know, kinda of, like throw up, Chris would block it and and so when he went out there he just tried to like, you know, dunk it as hard as he could. Um so yeah, that's that's funny he got dunked on, but um, but, so DeMar, but Chris is yeah, a shot blocker. Revenge, he's gonna he's gonna get dunked on one one time out of five or ten, so like it don't matter. I mean, that's the risk of being like a true rim protector, you know, in the NBA. You're gonna you're you're gonna get yammed on sometimes. Yep, you you are, you are. And and I and I'm sure he he knows that and, and he kinda lives with it. Because like, he gets what, like out out of ten ten fucking uh, I mean ten dunks like that, like he's gonna block like eight eight of them. So uh, I think he's gonna take these chances on that. So yeah, definitely. And Pascal, you're obviously you know an NBA champion now. Has life cha- How much has life changed for you since being an NBA champion? Like, do you have to buy any dinners in Toronto? Is there like, are you just guys just treated like the royal family, just like in that city? Man, I wish. I wish <laughs> I had that, man. I wish I, I just eat everywhere for free, like you know. But I, I still got to pay for my own dinners. Um, Damn. But but I think the love the love is there though. Like the love, like you you get recon- I think for me, what what shows me is like the recognition. Like everywhere I go in the streets, like is like, oh, you know what I mean. Like everyone recognize you, and everyone you know like want to take a picture, um, whatever the case might be. Um, and and before I used to go to LA, and and, and when I go to LA, I would like nobody knew me in LA, so um, it was like a good. High like hideaway type thing where I just go in LA and nobody bothers me. Well, that's cha- like, that has to yeah, change, right? Even I can't follow It's weird. Yeah. Oh, so you're getting followed in LA now? You can't just walk around the city. Well, not, not like I wouldn't say like that, but like I get more <laughs> recognition and and like I said, like a couple of times I went some places and like TMZ like was like you know following me it was just it was just like I'm like I'm not used to this like I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's got to be weird, like just being run up by paparazzi. Yeah, no, it's weird. It was, it was, it was like it was. I, I was so like caught off guard, and um, yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it's just, it's just like got to imagine what Kawhi was going through in that like those two weeks where nobody knew what he was gonna do. His whole life was just like under a microscope. It's so it's like that times a, a thousand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think Kawhi does like a great job of like hiding. You know, like he he does a great job of like you know you never know what he's actually doing. And you never know where he's gonna be at. Um, so I think you know, kudos, kudos to him and like his team and like how they do things because you know that's great. Like that he could kind of like go under the radar. Yeah, I'm out here in LA, and literally Kawhi's been out here officially for what six, seven, eight months now. Like he's never popped up in TMZ. There's never like a Kawhi sighting here and there. So I have no idea what lockdown Kawhi is on or what a security detail is. But he is like, you literally can't see him here or anything unless he's at the Staples Center doing some other practice. Like, he is non-existent around L.A. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's amazing. I, you know, I want to know, like, his secret. <laughs> How he does it. Uh, there's another Raptors uh, affiliate who is not out of the spotlight. He's in the spotlight very much. That's Drake. Uh, what's it like having, like, a super fan like Drake following, like, the Raptors? Like, he has his own championship ring. How How, like... That he designed himself. Like, how crazy is that? He, like, made that. It's pretty cool, man. I think it's pretty cool. And and just knowing that he's from here. Like, he's from the city. I'm sure he, you know, he followed basketball his whole life. And and, and just, you know, being so close to the team, being an ambassador for the team, I, I think it's exciting. It's great. And, and knowing the, the, the how big of a, like, you know what I mean, of a rapper or like a, just like a, like a, 
influential person he is, um, it's great to have that. Um, and I think it brings some some difference to the team, and um, you know, it, it brings excitement. And 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 for me personally, like I, I like it. How does it feel that you guys were the only team that didn't fall to the Drake curse? He wore Ravens gear last week, and they just lost. You know, that was a big <laughs> thing. But he cheered for you guys, and you guys pulled it off. <laughs> man, yeah, that's funny. I don't know, to be honest, but um, I'm I'm glad we won. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and uh, and and I don't know. I have no idea how to answer that question. <laughs> but does Drake ever get annoying on the sidelines? Because we had we wrote an article a couple years ago that Zion on here with us actually is the author of, and we ranked some of the most annoying NBA fans. And at that point, Drake was up there as the most annoying because he's just constantly chatting with you guys you know we obviously smacked nick nurse in the back one time got scolded for that you know there's some other guys like travis scott's kind of annoying these days rooting for the rockets but does drake ever get you on your nerves a little bit with being too boisterous and like trying to high five you guys and just overstepping his bounds on the sidelines um i think to be honest with you like i don't even see him like that's my that's, like that's my <laughs> oh come on you I have to he's, he's up on his feet every I five seconds after. Like I see it when you guys see it, like or I see it on Instagram, or like yeah. I, you know, like I don't actually see it on the floor. Like I, I literally don't, like <laughs> it, I don't really pay attention that much, and and I don't see it at all. He gets into beef, so you guys don't have to. Like he'll like just handle that side of like playoff beefs. You guys don't even have to do anything, you know? Yeah, no, we 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 just do whatever he do. Like it, that's what I'm saying. For for us, I think. We just don't like it. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like that for us because we don't really see it. It's just like sometimes, like you know, seeing in the locker room or whatever, it feels normal. But then, like on the floor, I don't. I don't see it at all. Yeah. Draymond saw him. That's the crazy thing. The <laughs> others, the other teams' players see him. So maybe that's an advantage for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like, I mean, that's an advantage, and he can like you know mess with the other team. You know, but for for us, it's, it's, I don't see it. I, I just I, I just got to ask about the finals because it was so intense to kind of watch those games. What was that like for you guys? Because it felt like just – obviously it's the NBA Finals' biggest moment, but just like the Warriors going down, I think there was just like a lot coming into that. And like it just felt like such a huge moment and obviously was. Um Yeah, I think it was it was an amazing experience, man. To be honest with you, just um, being a part of that team and, and – um, Going through the playoffs and 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 I think for me, just also understanding that the years, the two years before, how we lost, and um, you know, like that playoff, those playoffs, playoffs experiences, and and seeing the other one, like you know, you can see the difference and and the group of guys that we had, just so so much confidence and and no fear at all, um, and and for us, it wasn't really about our opponent, and it was just about us, um, and we prepared for that moment from the first day of of, of you know training camp. It was about we were going to work hard every single day and come April, May, June, we're going to play our best basketball. So, like, that that was the goal. That was our target. And, and being in the finals, and um, just just a different – it's a different animal just from the fans, the attention, uh, you know, the cameras. Um, it, it's a special moment. It's a special moment. It's something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life, for real. And, and, and our team was, was so special. And, and we played great together, and just being able to win a championship, man, meant, meant the world for, for like, just not only for me, but for sure for the whole team. How how legendary was the boxing one that you guys ran on Steph Curry? I feel like that's going to go down as like one of those defining moments from that series. Like Nick Nurse is a fucking legend for that. Sorry to swear, but a legend for pulling that out. 
Um, I think, yeah, I think, and, and that's one thing with him. He, he's not afraid to go outside the box. You know, he's not afraid to like literally do things. Yeah, to to do things that people we we probably won't won't you know won't kind of attempt it to do. Like he, he's willing to do it, and and I think we were buying to it, and 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 we went ahead and did it, and 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 for us it was just like at that time you know Curry was like especially when Clay went down too it was like this is the this is like you know the the only player that we felt like can can kind of like kill us to be honest with you like just in terms of scoring because he's so great at scoring so we, we just had to do everything that we could to to stop him and then kind of live with the rest Great Pascal, strat- what do you remember strategy. about the parade? Um, because, you know, seeing that from a far vantage point where there's like a million people on the streets and Toronto was like just flooded with Raptors fans, it seemed like an incredible scene. And, you know, you guys are obviously on this massive high, but what do you remember most about the parade itself? Oh, man. Um, just a lot of people, man. I was, I was really probably drunk almost the whole time. <laughs> I'm sure most of the team was drunk. Um, Drake was drunk. But, Everybody was just. I mean, why I mean, not? Yeah, I think I mean, Mark. Everyone was kind of was kind of drunk, the, the, you know, during that time. But I think for me, just seeing the amount of people that came out, I don't think I was like, I was ready for that. Like, I wasn't ready for. I, I knew it was going to be a lot of people, and I've seen some parades on TV, you know, watching other people winning championships. But I just didn't expect like that many people, man. Like, it was really incredible to see. People, you know, kind of like hanging from like, you know, being at top of buildings and hanging from trees and, you know, like it was literally ridiculous. And um, I couldn't never really imagine a moment like that in my life ever. <laughs> Just seeing that and, and um, it, it was it was amazing, man. Amazing. That's all I can really say. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi even let loose that day. I think Kawhi was even under the influence a little bit. He was, I mean, everyone was having like the time of their life. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I think there was nothing you could like. You know, you couldn't be cool at that moment. Like you had to just embrace it and um, just just go with it. I, it. It was it was something. I feel like it was something that was going through our minds and like bodies, and that was just kind of like taking us to, to a different height. You guys obviously lost Kawhi. Um, you know, he took his talents over to LA. But you know, aside from you know what he brings to the basketball court, defensively and offensively, what do you miss most about Kawhi? Uh, to be honest, I mean, he was a, he was a cool guy off the court. Just having him around, and 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 also just like for me, I, I liked you know seeing his work and the way you know he worked. And then obviously, I mean, he he scored. I mean, I don't know how much he averaged last year, but a major part of our scoring was from him. And and um and and also like like I like you said, being able to defend. So we we definitely missed that part of his game. Um, but also, it, it, it kind of helped other people around the team to step up and 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 you know come into their own or or, or you know have new roles and 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 kind of like give us an opportunity to to to, to be better or like or or, or you know kind of expand our games. The spicy P nickname. Uh, <laughs> is it two two questions? Is it true that you do not like spicy food? And is it true? Is it true that you don't like the nickname? Um, it's definitely true that I don't like spicy food, and 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 it's because so spicy pea then, huh? Then then why is it? It's spicy pea, so it doesn't even fit. No, no, it, it fits because I know. I, okay, I don't like the nickname, but if you, <laughs> you have to be technical, it fits because 
I'm the spice in the whole equation, you know? Like, I add the spice to whatever is not spicy. There we go. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're the spice. It's not about it's not about your preferences for the... That's a, that's a good thing to clear up. You know we have to show hot ones here at Complex, so you would not be able to... Oh, I know, man. You, you would not be able to do hot I, ones. You got, not, I would not be able to do that. I can count me out of that one. I'm going to die. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is definitely an intense type thing. Um yeah, no, no, no. I watched, I watched a lot of episodes. Like I've, I've watched, you know, like, like I watched them all from like Shaq to Katie to, I don't, I don't know, like any all of those people out there. I mean, this it's not fun. It doesn't look like fun for me. It's fun for me watching because I'm. It's funny. Like I'll laugh. wait. So what? Yeah. So what but, number wing would you bow out on? Like yeah. two, three, four, five. Would you get like halfway through, or you know, when would you throw in the towel? First one, it might be challenging. Second, I might be no, like, No, ah, you can get through the first wing. Come on. Oh, no. I need some milk. Let me get some milk. Bro. You got to beat DJ like, Khaled. How many did Khaled do? Khaled did three? I think three or four. Oh, yeah. Khaled was the last. <laughs> you, you would have to do, like the like the bar is, you have to do better than DJ Khaled. You can't do worse than I DJ Khaled. I don't know, Khaled. man. <laughs> really? Like, to be honest, like, I don't, like, I get sick from spicy food. Like, I guess, like, I, that's why, like, even growing up, like, I never ate spicy food because, like, it would get me sick. Really? Like, Did you get sick from get, eating like, that fish eye eggs, that Sturge like, Abaka really fed sick. you? That show's crazy. No, no, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty, it was, you know, it's a good idea and, 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 and it's really entertaining. But um, just seeing, like, I mean, just the name of the sauce, like, why would I eat this? Yeah, that, no, that, that's true. No, okay, so we respect it. So we, we get to the bottom of the Spicy Peak nickname. You bring the spice to the Raptors. You're not, you know, the nickname could go. Well, do you want another nickname? Should we come up with another nickname, or are you just going to, you know, you just want to be pissed? Uh, yeah, go ahead. For me, to be honest, I, I, like, so that's what I said. It's not, like, my, the best thing, but at the same time, it's, like, the, the story of nicknames or how, you know what I mean? Like, you never really get to choose your nickname. So right. yeah, I, um, I would let the people decide and do, you know, like, whatever they want to call me, to be honest. Like, it's just like, I, I take it. But, um, yeah, you can go ahead and come up with some new names, whatever. And, you know, I am sh- i don't know if it's going to, like, <laughs> take away the spicy pee because I feel like it's kind of out there, out there right now. <laughs> yeah, Toronto's not so, giving up spicy pee. Like, that's, that's stuck forever with you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know how that's going to help, but. Go ahead, like y'all could find you things. Like you, you can. I'll take it. I'll listen we'll do to a, it. We'll do a Twitter poll. We'll uh, we'll throw some names out there. We'll take some suggestions from the uh, from the audience, I, I, and we'll see what yes. they come up with. Hundred percent. Before we get out of here, I gotta ask. You signed the big extension. It kicks in the summer. But what's what's? Did you get a big first purchase? What 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 are you, what are you doing? Or are you waiting until that money hits the account? Like how's that? What's that big oh, first purchase? <laughs> Uh, it's funny because like all my teammates always like, oh man, you gotta take us to all the dinners, you gotta pay for everything, and it's like I, I always tell them like, you know, the money didn't hit yet, you know, so I'm still waiting on the money to hit to to do anything crazy, but um, but like for me, like I'm not really okay, I'm not really a car guy or like a jewelry guy, so like it's not like I'm gonna get some like crazy car or like I'm gonna get some like crazy jewelry, but um. I think for maybe like the first purchase, like big purchase I have to do was probably be like a house. Like okay. that would be the first thing for me because like I feel like I'm more like a homebody and, and like my, my house got to be the most comfortable like thing. So I think that would be the first like big purchase for me. You, you need to build a house bigger than Drake's house in Toronto. That's what you need to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not trying to compete with Drake. Drake, you know, like Drake is different. Drake got, <laughs> he got different money and the things. That, I mean, I heard about his house. It's crazy. I've never been. But um, so How have you not been to Drake's it, house? I mean, well, it's, it's crazy. He's, so he, I'm not trying to compete with Drake at all. You need to go to his runs He's got because he's got the the court and he's got like his guys doing runs. You need to go to the runs and like dominate. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I would take an invite. I would go to his, to his crib and, and, you know, maybe I, I'll take a couple of ideas because I want a basketball court in my house. So, a um, couple of ideas from his court, but, you know, and play hoop or whatever. But, um, yeah, definitely not trying to compete. Yeah. Yeah, but how is the best player in the Raptors right now not gotten an invite to play ball at Drake's house? He needs to rectify Drake that Drake is slipping right now. We got to remedy that. Yeah, man. Y'all go, go ahead and talk to him, man. You know what I mean? Talk to <laughs> on be- Put Champagne Poppy on blast on, on social. On behalf of the Load Management Podcast, Drake, we are calling you out for not having Pascal Siakam <laughs> at your house yet. That that happened. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Pascal, thank you so much for joining us, for taking time out of your day to call us. We will see you in Chicago because you are going to be there, my man. First time All-Star coming. We can feel it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um, no, nah, man, I appreciate you guys, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I'm fan of Complex, watch, you know, a lot of Complex different shows and, and, and all that, you know. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on, and, um, yeah, and, and, and it, was, it was an honor for sure. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, Spicy P. <laughs> See you later, yes, man. Sir. Big shout-out to Pascal Siakam uh, for joining us on the podcast. Great conversation. Called us directly from Oklahoma City, not staying in the Haunted Hotel, but, you know, uh, always good to have NBA All-Stars on the show, so, you know, shout to him. Uh, let's get into the next topic of this week, which I think is a big, big, big story in our lane, um, the Aaron Hernandez Netflix doc. And to do that, we're bringing in our man, Damian Scott, editor-in-chief of Complex. Uh, Scott. Hello. In the building, making his load we're management up. debut. About time. Yeah. <laughs> I find it a little weird that this is the episode I'm brought in on, but... But thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what can I say? Uh, I don't know. What can you say? I don't Josh? know. Are you an expert on murder? Is that why we brought you in here? <laughs> uh, you know, we all, of course, we got Adam out in LA. Adam, what up? Well, we also can reveal why we're having Damien come on at the last minute. Do we want to reveal that? Or do we want to kind of nah, no, we don't keep it in our to. back pocket? Yeah, we don't need to do that. No more. All right, we'll keep it in our back pocket. No, okay. uh, no out in anybody that, you know. You know? No, no, this is not. No, we're not shading anyone. I'm just saying circumstances. You know, we had to switch things up a little bit for this episode. So, um, but we'll get that individual back on in due time. Yeah, Damien, you have an open invite to come on Load Management whenever you want to be on here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you welcome, want to be on. welcome to Load Management, Damien. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. I think so. Every we all watched it. Three part documentary series. Uh, I'm actually surprised it took this long. For like the doc series to kind of start rolling out on him. I mean, it happened what 2013, 2012, thir- 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been two years, three years, I think, actually, since he killed himself in prison. Two years, I believe. Two. Two or three. Uh, so you know, it, it definitely. When you have a sports story like this, it, it's you know you're you're not surprised when like the documentary in depth kind of stuff comes out on it, and you always wonder at least I always wonder what new information can be told through these stories that we see unravel so much in the public. Like this was when it happened, ESPN, ABC, like everybody was covering this twenty four seven. So you're like, what else can you learn? 
And boy, did I feel like we learned a lot through this freaking documentary. Like, Damien, I know me and you talked about this. The phone calls between Aaron and, like, his people in jail. Yeah, his jail phone calls were absolutely insane. Crazy. It, it, one, I think we were talking about this earlier. He just felt, through his phone calls, you can tell that he felt so comfortable in jail. Yeah. Those were the most relaxed, jovial from jail conversations I've ever heard from anybody. Yeah, like he said he enjoyed, like his cell was nice. Like yeah, it he, was it was strange. Yeah, it, and like the one phone call where he joked with his agent about getting the endorsement deal. Like, <laughs> oh bro, God. like. That was that was insane. I mean, but if you the, want to play amateur psychologist, is that someone that just finally feels comfortable, just feeling feeling relieved that they were caught and don't have to carry the burden of you know having one murder over themselves and allegedly two others? Well, he he wasn't that good of a criminal. Like I'm not giving him any credit <laughs> as being a criminal. He was a terrible criminal. I mean, like that's that's evidence, and that's just that's in the documentary, and we lay that out in our kind of primer of the ten takeaways from the documentary that we posted. Um, last week, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's I, I I get the sense where like he's so comfortable talking to people and doesn't give a shit that it's being recorded. It's like, and the fact that he felt cozy in his jail cell, uh, jail cell, is that a playing again psychologist here? Is that him like feeling relieved that you know I finally don't have this burden hang over me anymore? I can just you know say whatever the fuck I want. Or, or <laughs> he was just insane. Yeah, like that. He was just crazy. I mean, that's definitely like uh. uh part of it or like a possibility because my thing is he some of the calls were right after he went in like most people facing murder charges like that you're going from a mansion to a jail cell you would be very freaked out and he sounded way too casual and normal about the whole thing yeah especially for a guy who had a very light criminal record yeah like I mean we, we really don't know like well, that's part to go into that a little bit. In the documentary, we find out he may have got away with some stuff in Florida, never reported. Right. So if if one thing happened, did more stuff happen? Yeah, I think I definitely just going off the documentary. I definitely believe that more things happened uh, during his time in Florida. But this was the first time that he had to spend real time in prison. Yeah. And for someone spending their first real time in prison for such a heinous crime he was a bit too comfortable in spending his time there yeah it seemed like one guard was like he enjoyed it he was it, yeah he was like loved his time in the yard yeah. he was like fucking just and in, in having fun <laughs> just having a ball yeah in prison uh but yeah that was that was i want to say interesting but interesting is too light of a word for what that was it like was, I only meant to watch one episode last night, and I just couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, you you, you kind of fall. I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I'll watch one. It's late, and I ended up watching all three. And I was like, well, my fucking mind is blown right now from from everything. He just he like you said, he was so comfortable, but he was so lazy trying to cover up the crime, right? Like well, there the, was like the Odin Lloyd murder. His girlfriend was on camera carrying out what was very clearly like the gun box, you know, right, like, right. like he, and, 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 and this goes back to, there's never been a motive. We have no idea why he killed Odin Lloyd. Right. And it's like, it didn't seem like it was premeditated. Like, so what happened? And, and like, it's wild that we still don't know mm-hmm. many details and we, and we will never, I, I guess we'll never know, you they, know, they tiptoed around the idea that he wasn't very bright, that he wasn't, yeah. 
you know, like a very smart person, except when he was on the field. They said that. Well, you know, I, we was, can make a Florida joke right now, which <laughs> which I have to plenty of people that have gone to Florida over the years. But <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, that it's joke. like he yeah, yeah. He missteps and like I I don't know if it's like hubris. Maybe like maybe Aaron had this hubris about him where you know you're the successful athlete, you're doing crazy stuff, and your profile's blowing up, and you are somehow above not even just the law, but like you have this. Obviously, sense of entitlement, and maybe that permeated throughout absolutely everything. And he was just completely sloppy and had the hubris that you know I'm young, I'm rich, and I'm untouchable. And you know when you get sloppy, that's when you get caught. Well, they they definitely hinted at that with the Florida incident is by letting him off. Yeah, it kind of gave him the sense that he could really do anything. But for most people, that's like, hey, I can maybe like punch someone in the face and get away with it, not murder people. Right. Yeah, that's like the normal thought process behind that probably for all intents and purposes we we learned that he was a serial killer yeah like legit i mean yeah like i mean th- he could be on if they were to continue the show he could yeah. be on on mind hunters yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like they like they would be fascinated to speak with him and you know yeah and everything what did you think i mean personally for me i do think kind of like what adam said he's he's a professional athlete he, he got away with it once, so it's kind of like the mind of a child. You get away with it once, you're going to keep on doing it, keep on doing it until you get caught. So I think that really played into his mindset. But, I mean, a lot of people are making excuses for him, and I just can't do that. Really? Like what? A lot of people are saying it's the CTE. Yeah. A lot of people are saying he, de- he dealt with abuse as a child. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I guess that all adds up, but for me personally – you can't make an excuse for it. You just can't. The child, the childhood stuff was, I mean, obviously there's the, the in the doc, the former his former quarterback teammate revealed that since like seventh grade, seventh grade they were having sexual relations together. The way they revealed that, yeah, the quarterback was just, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, Wild. the leftest of turns yeah. on, on on the doc. You had no idea it was coming. That that was like. A, yeah, I did not see that coming. That yeah. was like a B switch. Yeah. Life is good. It was just <laughs> completely out of left field. Yeah, which I mean, obviously there was rumors about his sexuality. Right. For a few years, because they they there was rumors that he had uh, a lover in jail, all kind of stuff. But this really, you know, dug into how just how far back it went yeah. and, and what his dad might have thought of it. Like it really got into the family aspect of that. And then his dad died, and then the mom started dating. Oh my god! The, like like a month later, the <laughs> was, the cousin the the cousin right the cousin the, the, the cousin's was, father yeah 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 like a month later, and that's the cousin that ended up later helping him like get the other two guys out of the state like it's like it's crazy yeah you, I'm not making excuses for him either yeah but <laughs> the way they laid out this kid's childhood combined with the mental trauma that he. Uh, was exposed to via football. I can see how that would lead somebody off the deep edge, off the deep end. I'm not saying that would lead somebody to murder. <laughs> yeah, you know that usually leads people into like heavy drug use or drinking mm-hmm. or you know, uh, uh, you know, like unsafe sex and stuff like that. But teach their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his childhood was extremely crazy. I think yeah. if you look at a, a kid who had a father who they portrayed to be very dominating, uh, very frightening, yeah. um, very, very controlling. Uh, they, you have to mold yourself in a way that pleases him. 
so he doesn't rally against you and make you you know feel like you're less than um combine that with the idea that he is somebody his true self is is somebody that he knows his father would disagree with yeah so seriously that uh you know i could imagine he thought about suicide um yeah and then you just throw yourself into a game that is so violent so violent so uber yeah. violent i think that's a good cocktail for some crazy some yeah. crazy shit they it definitely tiptoed around the father being very controlling but it didn't they didn't explicitly say that like yo his dad beat the kids or, or no. whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah. i felt like there was a heavily implication that it was it, the very minimum a very strict household where the pops you know what he said went and you know yeah that kind of thing so definitely for aaron to go from that to his dad suddenly dying to having nobody and then going to florida where Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, the Pouncy Brothers, who we begin like the cast of characters from that group, and him just being like a sudden star. Like he didn't get redshirted; he was right immediate, immediate player, big man on campus. So he went from the man in his Connecticut town to the man in Gainesville, Florida. Like he never had anybody check him or anything. So he definitely well, the one person that could check him was gone. Yeah, that's the thing. So with that point, and it, like I don't want to blame Urban Meyer for any. I mean, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, it, it's hey, clear hey, that hey. Urban wasn't the one, like you know, kind of doing that. But and, I mean, uh, there was point. Urban did say like he would make sure his teammates would check up on him when he went back home. Like he was aware of like his issues and well, then that, tried to be that, that father. That to me kind of read as uh, as Urban deflecting the blame yeah because yeah. he was like Same. oh as soon as he goes home i used to always worry about him you know it'd be every time he'd go home i would hear that he's doing bad things and it's like dog he was doing bad things everywhere yeah was, it, it, that was happening in florida as well you can't just say when he left like the bad things were happening yeah also it's florida <laughs> yeah but but i do got a question if you if aaron hernandez let's say played for the 49ers would he be still here today possible very possible what do you are you questioning whether you can get away with murder in San Francisco? Well, no, because <laughs> the, the proximity from New England to his home, like he could still interact with those people. I mean, he was a, from home. They so brought like, that up on yeah, in, in, oh, in yeah. Uh, one of the episodes. So, like, if he was playing in San Francisco, you don't have that same connection. Maybe you don't Got, associate I, well, with those. I people. mean, but he was running with the uh, the drug kingpin in New England, right? Like, he found the people. To, to be to be but around who there were two hours like from his home so it wasn't like they if they're in san francisco they're not flying out to san francisco but, I, but i'm saying once he got to the patriots mm. he was hanging out with the supposed boston biggest drug kingpin right that there was how did the patriots they had to have known through the draft process that there was at least some character concerns yeah they said it yeah and they still drafted him mm -hmm. second tight end they didn't need to draft another tight end they took gronk two <laughs> rounds before that like they were, they were pretty good at tight end. Well, again, I mean, Hernandez for how for how much of a big recruit he was to go to Florida and what he showed in college. There's no way a talent of his level would fall to the third round unless you had character issues or some other red flags yeah, come up. So round. it's like, yeah, I mean, that was clearly an issue. And uh, Bill Belichick has obviously taken on reclamation projects and felt that he could do some things. We saw that with Antonio Brown earlier this year. Like he's taken flyers on some questionable guys. Some have worked, and some haven't. Hundred percent. My thing is, at what point? 
did the Patriots see it going wrong in Boston? And how much did they know about who he was running with, who he was hanging out with, and all that? Like, did they try and help him? Did they, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, like, if this dude's running with the biggest drug campaign in Boston, you can't tell me that NFL teams that know everything don't know that he's hanging out with those kind of people. Well, when he asked for a trade, um, I think that's, if they didn't know or they didn't have any inkling beforehand, I think that's like your red flag right there where this guy who's having success and establishing himself and in his general home area wants out. Like, that has to be a massive, massive red flag. Um, and I think that someone some in the organization and other people to the grapevine would have heard some things here and there. So it's very tough to kind of fathom that, whether it's you're talking about Urban Meyer or other or people in the Patriots, these individuals didn't have some sort of idea that Aaron was in these kind of fucked up and messed up situations and basically hurting himself and, and being wrapped up in crowds they shouldn't have been wrapped up in. I have to believe that the Patriots knew. There was one, there was one scene uh, in one of the episodes where they talked about him getting drafted and... He had high marks all across the board except for one except for one category. I think the category was like uh, social maturation. Yeah. Like he mentally was just like a very immature uh, character and, you know, he was prone to acting essentially like a child. Yeah. And I think they, you know, to the point of him, f- someone of that talent falling so low in the draft and you see that and then, yeah. you know, there it's the NFL. They screen... Every, they everything. know everything. They know everything. Right. It's yeah. like it's it's like trying to get a job in the government. It's yeah. like they they know everything about you. They it, had to have known. It's just if you're talented enough, they'll figure out if they can work around it or not. That's the thing. Yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that they knew this going in. And to your your question of you know um, did it work? I think it worked. He was an immensely talented player. Yeah. He wasn't. It wasn't like he he got there and then he let the killings get in the way of his balling i think a big part of the documentary was you know he was kind of a sociopath in that he was able to go kill people at night and then go on the field and have tremendous games yeah that's 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 crazy like it wasn't like it wasn't like oj where he was retired and he was killing people like this guy was actively a young guy in the league killing it on the field and then killing people off the field. <laughs> yeah, it's truly something that we've n- never seen before in professional sports. Yeah, like it wasn't like an accident. It wasn't no. like, oh, like... And it's not like a retired thing or... Yeah, it's literally... This motherfucker was in the league. Or like Ray Lewis, where, you know, it's like... <laughs> and that and that, and that that transpired through, I mean, like not even comparing the two, but Ray Lewis, that was like a bar fight turned bad type situation. Right. A strip club fight. A strip, as you're saying... Like, these are serial killer tendencies. Oh, he was that 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 Aaron Hernandez was showing. It was crazy. There was one part of the documentary where they said that he he wanted to fight the waiter for asking him to pay the bill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, the the few times on the phone when he would lose his temper, you're just oh you're just like oh yeah, like this dude mm-hmm. is, is is capable of everything that that they're saying he's capable of. Do we not hold the Patriots accountable? Like, it, it this rarely gets brought up when people talk about the Patriots in 2019. Do we hold the Patriots accountable? I'm saying, or or do we gloss over this too much when talking about the Patriots? I don't think I'm not saying that this should be like, okay, six rings, but also Aaron Hernandez. But still, this isn't talked about a lot. I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots are known for getting away with stuff. We've 
There's more Bro, stuff. There's, there's more a stuff you know. But there's a difference between getting away with deflating footballs but, and having a serial no, killer no, no, on your no. team. But that's the thing. And Spygate, too. And that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. They're, well, they're doing anything to win. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. This is being lumped in with Spygate and Deflategate. And it's so different. Yeah, like, I don't think... But that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm they're, sa- they're only focused is to win games. So they're going to do whatever it takes to win but games. But here's the problem is the people, when they talk about that, they lump this with, like, the other ways that they cheat, and it's not the same thing. <laughs> well, it is... I can see what you're saying. So you're saying that if... If they knew that he was killing people, mm. but they were on a Super Bowl run, yeah, they would try their hardest to hide it. I believe. No, my so. my counter to you here is that in the NFL rulebook, it does not explicitly say that murderers are against. You're not allowed to have a murderer on your roster. <laughs> so there is no rule in the NFL <laughs> that right. says you cannot have someone that does fucked up stuff off the field on your roster. You look that up. Commissioner's discretion, but and all they will say is innocent until proven guilty. That's the yeah, that's, that's, that's proven guilty. That's their cop out, but not while they were yeah. playing. Well, yeah. they cut I mean, in this situation they obviously cut him yeah, quickly. Mm. Yeah. Like they were like this is their I mean, <laughs> so we know where the Patriots draw the line. It is murder. <laughs> if anybody was wondering, it is <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line to hold. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's just my thing like like spygate all that comes up but maybe maybe people are just too uncomfortable to want to talk about that so they just don't talk about it when they talk about the patriots and their dynasty and everything but there's so much other shit that the patriots have done over the years that it's it's and this thing is is i think a million times worse but obviously centered completely outside of what the patriots do and off the playing field it doesn't get grouped in with the other scandals and it really shouldn't. It's such an outlier and such a weird thing that I, I mean, it's it's like how do you, how do you hold the Patriots accountable for, for anything that Aaron did? Like I don't I don't understand I don't understand that premise or that bring up that argument. It's like there's only so much policing you can do of your players, and and they're supposed to be grown men and be able to make relevant, cognitive, and appropriate decisions off the field. 100%. Aaron was fucked up for a million reasons, uh, but there's only so much that you know grown men can do over other grown men. Hundred percent. Right. I just lo- I would love to know how much they knew and when they knew it. Uh, We're never going to find that out. Well, Joe Joe Judge, the Giants head coach, that old tweet popped up when he got hired. He lived next to Aaron Hernandez. He lived in the neighborhood. I, did they put Joe Judge next to Aaron? Like I'm just. Hey, why, why wasn't Joe Judge in the dock? Hold up. Oh, you think? I mean, no. I, I mean, it's not like Bill Belichick was in the dock. You know. Well, I mean. It, he was, but not like it, Bill it, Belichick it did not sit it. down and say, "Hey, let's talk about Aaron <laughs> Hernandez, guys." Obviously, that wasn't. But like Joe Judge is a low-profile guy. I mean, I it, it, I don't know. It's just like it could be a coincidence that a New England Patriots wide receiver coach lived right next to Aaron Hernandez. But it could be that they're like, "Yo, let's have someone near this guy because we know." I, I, I Absolutely. Know. Yeah, like so, absolutely. That, so, is, that is not beyond the realm of possibility. The way, the, as far as NFL teams go, to to protect their players and make sure that they don't do shit, like I, I totally believe that the Patriots would have done that. And if that's the case, they failed because he still was out here doing crazy shit. Facts, facts. In in comparison to this, just throwing this out there, how bad was the AB situation compared to this? What do you What do you mean? Because they dropped him, and as Adam says, there's no law against 
There's no rule in the rule book against them having a murderer it, on their on And, and AB hasn't been suspended. He's on the exempt list, so he's not even technically suspended. Yeah. I think maybe that comes into it. Maybe the Patriots' history and the Aaron Hernandez thing where they were like, we don't even want to deal with this. Mm. So, well, let's also not forget that Robert Kraft was involved in the whole, you know, alleged prostitution ring down in Florida. So the amount of negative press that the Patriots have been getting you know, this it's year, a, it's a lot years has been astronomical. So it's like the last thing. And again, every NFL team wants to avoid the dreaded distraction at all costs and having a B around and all his nonsense that kept piling up. I mean, it was just one distraction after another. And then when you have another guy kind of waiting to really suspect waters after your owner did the same thing over the off season, like, <laughs> I, yeah, like your tolerance for his bullshit was going to be like absolutely zero. So. That's that's actually crazy. I forgot about that. Yo, the Patriots. We we paint them as this model franchise. Yo, their model winning franchise. Model, Everything winning. else is fucked up. The thing is, they like they you said, all, all they care about is winning, and a whole bunch of other shit happens. <laughs> and but they 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 won six. I don't know if they'll win. The, the winning might be over. It's oh. hard to win as much as they win. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. No one's. I mean, I mean, the 49ers dynasty is close, but like you got to blow off that steam somehow. <laughs> I guess I want to I want to po- pose this question. Where does this rank? I think in sports scandal stories, OJ is number one forever. I don't know if OJ can ever be. Yeah, but OJ wasn't really a sports figure at that point. OJ was like a humanitarian figure at that point. No, he was he was a pillar of like American society. He was an actor, and like he obviously put on this facade as this great you know individual in L.A. But he was he was long retired. I mean, a decade plus retired at that point. I, st- I still he was th- more known. He was more known for fucking you know naked gun movies than he was for you know being the running back that he was. Nah, years people, I don't know about that. Nah. People always he was in the he's a Hall of Fame running back. I think everybody always goes back to yeah. But OJ like, became a pop culture figure. He wasn't a sports figure at that point. I think he was always a sports figure. I think I think he was. If always- you're a sports fan, he'll always be a sports figure. But like, I think for the average person, like you know, if you polled America back then, in the early nineties, like what was it? What was OJ known for? Like, yeah, I mean, he's a football player. That's 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 kind of the foundation. But Hertz commercials, uh, the the movies, the other shit that he was doing, like he became this pop culture figure in ways that no other former football player or, or kind of athlete at that point really had. Mm. I would maybe I would maybe Jim Brown, but not even Jim, like OJ had a higher profile than Jim Brown. I'm still putting, I still would put that as a sports scandal story, and I would still put that as probably number one ever. Scandal seems like too light a word. It does. I well, I I don't want to just classify it as like mur- murder because like there's less of those. How about atrocity? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then again, Chops is trying to track oh, down OJ in, in Vegas, so we get why he's tiptoeing around the subject. Uh, look <laughs> I mean, look at you. They didn't keep oh, the same oh. energy, huh? For what? For Aaron and Ed is that you keep for OJ. <laughs> call, <laughs> call him out. It's Roast him right now. Keep the same energy. About man. what? About is o, OJ is currently a free man. Facts. Oh my god. Facts. O, These are facts. These are facts. OJ is currently a free. Why would I not want as someone who runs a, a sports site? Why would I not want to talk to OJ Simpson? He was found. I have morals, bro. Not guilty. Morals. What? Hey, what morals? Bro. He was found know. not guilty. Hey, what he was found guilty. What more do you want? If that's what you want, your heart wants what your heart wants, man. But <laughs> that's what you want. He was found not guilty. <laughs> what, what, what more can you do? Hey. Let me let me in, ask this: If Aaron Hernandez, not guilty, not guilty in criminal court, guilty in civil court. If Aaron Hernandez was alive right now and in jail, we would want to talk to him. Yeah, you'd want you want to talk to just these but, people. But these people very, do fucked up shit. But you still. That's not a reason not to, to interview someone. Yeah, but you, it depends I mean, how you're doing it. I don't even it. think that that's the argument here. You don't believe... What? 
you believe he's 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 guilty even though he was found innocent. Hey, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know, I grew up. You were not I, even close to being born. You weren't, were you alive when <laughs> that happened? But you're acting like we, they didn't teach us this in school. We didn't watch They this. taught you about OJ in school? We, they didn't put the VCR in every you time. Were, there you was weren't even alive when that shit happened. Come, come, they didn't have. Wait, they, Bro, they moved on from VCRs by the time you were in school. No, yeah. I was I was DVD, in the middle DVD of the players. VCR. Wait, don't they teach what What class did they teach? They had YouTube by the time you were in school. What class did they teach OJ? What, what class do they teach about? But the, it, it was like when there's a sub out, you're putting the video in, and you're like definitely watching the, or the documentary. I don't think I ever. I don't think they talked about OJ. You didn't go to class. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on. so, so wait. Here's the thing: if they're teaching about OJ in school, are they going to teach about Aaron Hernandez someday? And and yes. I think no. But, I think OJ was to to um, Adam's point. OJ was way more famous than Aaron Hernandez was. Yeah, 100%. And then you understand the racial components of the OJ trial, too. Like, I yeah. mean, if you watch yep. the ESPN 30 for 30 doc, which was, like, for my money, the best thing that ESPN's basically ever done. Yeah. Um, that was, like, that, I mean, the racial lines and everything, all the components of that made this this astronomical, again, trial of the century. Like, that's going to be so incredibly difficult to repeat in our lifetime. That was such a confluence of awesome, crazy, stupid shit to make that thing larger than life. Tabloids, ca- cable news, all kinds of nonsense that contribute to that being this astronomical thing that took over the country. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying I don't think I mean Aaron Hernandez is up there probably probably the no, cra- Aaron, Aaron Hernandez is not even the same like zip code yeah. as this. What's what where let, let's do a little ranking, a little bracket. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods cheating scandal, Aaron Hernandez Bro, what? What's, what's the context, though? The context of what's a crazier story. Like, we've seen these crazy stories. Like, when you first heard the news... I would say murdering were... two people and allegedly getting away with it's a pretty yeah, big story. Yeah, come on, story. bro. Like... All right, I'm just... I'm, I'm asking questions. Uh, the biggest sports <laughs> scandal stories that we've seen, I'm just asking questions. Probably Ray Carruth. Ray Carruth is up there. That was he, crazy. He's out. He is out. <laughs> You're just looking at me. I will just say he's out. That was a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, Ray Carruth for uh... sure crazy. But again, it's like define craziness because the Manti Teo shit is crazy too. But that didn't involve the death of anyone real. That involved the death of a but mythical. Manti Teo is so small on the like the. Like, yeah, but think about when that dropped story. and that like the not the craziness of that story. Like again, you're defining scandal very loosely here. So it's it like, is. Are you involving the death of actual people? I mean, there's the death of a mythical person in Manti. But no one, no one knew who Manti Teo yeah. was. Like <laughs> I, I re- uh, no, no, come on. That when, was, he, was, he, was he was a was linebacker for. He's gonna when, be a. A, high, a decent draft pick for Notre Dame. My and mom didn't know who Manti Teo Guys, up. when those uh, when those times... I mean, it's not, it pales compared to OJ, I get that, but still, yeah. like, again, what, depending on what you're defining scandal as. When those Tiger voicemails came out, we all remember exactly where we were when we heard them the first time. That's all I'm saying, okay? I mean, you can't, compare that, you can't compare that to Aaron Hernandez, though. It's still, it's still come on. Because people get away with cheating much more, just as much as Tiger. They're, just, they're not Tiger. I mean, cheating's not a crime. This, that's that's why you can't compare it to uh, like Aaron Hernandez. I agree with Adam. The word scandal doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. Okay. Yeah, you have to have a okay. more clear delineation here. Yeah, where it's well, like I, scandal. Like the, scandal is like you know Tim Donahue in the NBA. You know whatever. Uh, Tiger being a sex addict. Yeah. The the murders of, of multiple people when we're talking about OJ and Aaron Hernandez and even Ray Carruth. Um, that's not a scandal. Well, that's <laughs> that's something much fucking worse, pal. <laughs> I'm just biggest sports crazy. I don't know how to how to say I'm it, about but to say headlines, boondoggle. But, you can say murder investigations in sports history. Yeah, but that? that that narrows it down to where it's not fun to. Yeah, but there's actually a lot of things. them though. Are I mean, they? Yeah, murder's not a fun thing. Yeah, 
Where's uh, I mean the, uh, the I Michael the Michael Vick story was very big. Michael Vick, the Michael Vick Michael is Vick probably is up, there. up there for yeah. for in this the last twenty years. Vick and Hernandez might be kind of close because of oh my god no 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 Rogue. in the terms <laughs> in the terms of being a big sports story. Think about uh, that's all no. I'm talking about, guys. I'm talking about okay, in the terms okay. of this being okay. not in terms of what happened. Think about in terms of the impact and how much it was covered and everything. The Michael Vick thing was, for one, he was at his peak. Yeah. And he literally, he went to jail, suspended all that, and lost so much. That's why I'm saying in terms of a sports story, obviously Michael Vick killing whatever he what he did does not even compare sure. to, you know. Vick was a superstar. Yes. He was. The height of his powers. One of the best athletes in the world at that time mm-hmm. and lost everything in yeah. the blink of an eye. Kobe is up there, I would say, as a sports story. Yeah. That is, that, like, I think we're getting into the the three or four or five kind of that define the last 20 years. That's all I'm saying, and I'm thinking we just, you know, yeah, where does just, Aaron just, compare to that just scale? Just don't put them on the same level. That's well, that's, that's well, the biggest issue. Well, they're, they're not, but I think these are, like, the, spo- the stories that when you get these documentary-type things, I think they're always interesting because these are the kind of stories that, you know, we that, that, that last and, you know, we remember and we talk about. And and uh, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I think that Aaron is probably top two, three of the last 20, 30 years as far as biggest sports stories goes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I would say Vic, OJ. When did, when did old girl hit other girl with the, with the sledgehammer at the Olympics? Is that up there? I don't know. Chrissy, uh... Who? You're talking Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy oh, Kerrigan. Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. That was a crazy that was a crazy yeah. yeah. That was that was nuts. Yeah. I mean, but then again, it's like your sports stories again, now you're kind of now you're you're potentially blurring the lines here. Like, are you gonna count the bombing of like the nineteen ninety six Olympics in Atlanta? Oh like is that is that considered a sports story I, also? That's crazy. I did I didn't see the Clint Eastwood film, so I don't know. You don't have to. I mean <laughs> it was it was done by a terrorist. Um, you know, that's whatever. We can get into the weeds of that story if you want to, but that's Are you calling Clint Eastwood a terrorist? No, I'm not calling Clint Eastwood. I'm calling the guy who planted the bomb an actual terrorist because uh, he was. Okay, yes, hundred percent. The guy who was caught and is in jail for it. I forgot his the name escapes me, but like biggest um, biggest sports story of your life, Damien. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's all I'm saying. Biggest sports story. Biggest sports story during your lifetime. During your lifetime, lifetime. that's fucked up. Fucked up. Biggest sports story. That's how we're gonna carry it. Probably, probably OJ. Yeah. Is Aaron? Did Aaron? And I I don't think Aaron reached the he he for sure didn't reach the peak of OJ during it. But I don't. I even think you're forgetting a very big one right now in the NBA. What Donahue? No, I would say Magic back in '91. Oh yes, uh, not yeah. my time. Word. Yeah, I mean, I was two. Word. I yeah. was. Kind of think OJ was bigger than that. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, again, as a, I mean, like, Matt, like as a story. Well, well yeah, but again, because how it took over the news cycle. Yeah. But like, I mean, Magic doing that as a superstar and how misunderstood the disease was in 1991 and Absolutely. the fact that he's yeah. still alive. I mean, that was a de- I mean, everyone thought he's going to be dead in 6 months at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's be and yeah, 100% Adam, you were you were correct about that. that I just remember them I just remember every TV showing the chase. Yeah. And the, I've never seen anything like well, that. Well, yeah, cuz you were watching the Knicks at that point. <laughs> and, and they flipped on I remember over. watching that game out. Yeah, my my aunt called and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I'm watching the Knicks." She's like, "No, you're not. You're watching OJ right now." <laughs> Had to ruin the goddamn Knicks broadcast for for that son of a bitch on a chase around the three freeways out here in LA. The craziest thing in the documentary also. Disgraceful job was by NBC. The, that uh, 
that scene where they show him driving in the white yes in the white suv because, because it kind of you, you but and then he got out of the car and got gas which and, was very weird yeah and he's just like oh which which is why i don't think he was all there i think yeah. he was a little because who would think to just I don't, I don't think he's still all there right now i mean he's <laughs> dead yeah bro, <laughs> zion. i mean zion he's you talking about what you talking about oj no, no. Oh, Aaron. Oh, we're talking oh, about Aaron, oh, dog. i thought you're talking about sorry audience i didn't mean keep to, up now nah. I'm not. Yeah. Talk- I mean, I don't really care if I said about Aaron. Rest in peace. But like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. OJ wasn't. OJ wasn't. You're resting there in. Either. You're resting in peace. Let, double uh, murderers uh, here. Uh, all right. Let's Strong not. disagree. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, I think OJ was all there. I think uh, OJ still all there. OJ still all there. OJ still all there. Best. I'll best fi- Twitter videos. I'll find out in uh, in a, in about a month and a half. Hey, if OJ somehow comes across this man, leave me alone. I don't. <laughs> Are you? How old is OJ's? At least seventy-five. You're scared of a seventy-five-year-old man? Hey, I'm scared. Of hey, bro. Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. There, there's some points in in OJ's Twitter videos where like you he's, see a little. He's still, he still got it. You, you see a little spark. <laughs> he still got it. It's like that that video of uh, of of Mike Tyson showing that he could still still box. I think I think he still got it. Yeah. OJ is seventy-two years old. I would not be in a kitchen with OJ. <laughs> nope. Straight up. I would. I'd hang out with OJ. I would hang out with him, just not not in a kitchen or you, a room with sharp objects. You'd be like, <laughs> we have to go to the, the bar that you hang out at? Yeah, or a police station. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, it, easily the last 10 years, I guess Aaron Hernandez has a congratulations, I, I suppose, in, in, or in order. Uh, you have that mantle for you because, I mean, not, I mean... Kobe, all that, that Tiger, all that's like 20 plus, you know, like 20. Damn, we're we're literally coming up to like 13 years since Kobe. That's crazy. I mean, Kobe's still like, I understand it's a, it was, it's a big, it was right, a big, you, it was a big event, but Kobe, it's just hard to think. Big, big sto- the thing is, it was such a big story. I'm talking about like, yeah. not, a, not going in that, but it was just such a big story. Um, obviously Michael Vick and everything, but yeah, the Aaron Hernandez doc was legit wild to watch. One of the best, I think, sports docs I've seen in a while. Um, Netflix, send the check for this uh, free. Yeah, pilot. right. They should fucking sponsor <laughs> this whole thing. I am surprised that it happened so quickly. That's what I'm saying. Like it felt like like the OJ thirty for thirty took how long did fucking yeah. do? You know, like I, I was surprised when you. Yeah, but how long? How long is this? Is no, this Aaron Hernandez doc? It's like it's three episodes and yeah. how many hours? Yeah, I mean, I'm but, surprised it happened so soon. That OJ doc murder. was like two hours per episode. I think the final episode was like like three or one of the main, the middle ones was three. It's like seven or eight hours of documentary footage for sure. But like Damien's saying, they jumped into this story, and that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. Like they made, like they jumped into the story for like doc effect, like like soon. You know, like usually they let a lot more time go on before yeah. you have documentaries about these kind of sports stories you know so netflix needs the content i mean they're not the only one there's another one coming out too like like it's like a kind of just build is like the thing Um, who do you think is going to be the next big sports crime documentary that's that that is a good one i mean i don't want to give should we give away our own ideas like i don't want like we're going to say these (laughs) if we could just make some of these (laughs) well i mean I mean, I want to. Scandal I mean, wise, I is think definitely steroids. That that could be one. Very uh, steroids in baseball or just in general? Steroids in baseball, I guess. I mean, I feel like I that's that's, that's like, especially with this, uh, or even now with the cheating stuff. 
the, cheating oh, in the, general. The Astros. The, the cheating of baseball in general might hmm. be. I don't know if a. I don't know. I mean, we obviously have the Vic Doc coming, which is going to be the 30 oh, yeah. for 30 is, okay, is yeah, finally Mike, happening. The Mike Vic. Too, I mean, right? uh, I'm trying to think. I, I wonder if. Um, I'm trying to. That's that's a really good question to kind of like think about. Um, I also think we're 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 uh, limiting our conversation to U.S. sports as opposed yeah, to global that's sports. True. If you open it up, like there's so many soccer things that the, the racism. Yeah, I mean yeah. FIFA is one of the most corrupt corrupt bodies yeah. in, yeah. The, in the in yeah. the world. Yeah, and just soccer in general is such a fucking crazy fucking. Like the fans, it's just so different on that level that mm-hmm. I'm sure that so many stories. I mean, how many of the like Ronaldo? Like, there's tax evasion against these guys all and the time. Messi, Messi too. Yeah, like Messi. Like, there's like so yeah. much going on over there, and the contracts are so crazy. FIFA's paying for World Cup things. Like, it's just like yeah, like countries are legit bribing FIFA. Yeah. To host the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely. Uh, that there's definitely something there, but like the thing is, FIFA's still in control, so it's like, damn, Chops, you got a soccer bag? No, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they can bribe, Chops is like, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> They're getting bribed by countries, so like, if they put something under your car to go boom boom, I don't know. So you know, to go boom boom. I feel like I feel like I feel like FIFA might have that power, but yeah. Uh, any last thoughts on the doc? I I don't know. I think I recommend everybody because. As Damien said, it's such a recent thing, but it's also so much I feel like we didn't know for it being kind of still fresh in our memory and not too long ago. I mean, the details were good. I, I like a lot of the details. It could have ended better. The, I thought the the last episode was pretty weak. Yeah, that was a weak ending. Yeah. yeah. But it, the, the details were good. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a how-to on not to, like, don't do these things if you're going to murder someone. If you're going to murder someone, don't <laughs> leave a blunt at the crime scene. Yeah. He was rolling black and mild blunts and black and mild papers. Like, Don't leave security I, cameras around your house either. That was weird. That does ever, I mean, it, how normal is that for NFL rich people? Probably pretty normal to have security cameras around your whole house. Yeah, but they're your cameras. You can. Yeah, you could disable. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, he like sloppily deleted the footage and delete, didn't delete out of it. Like, that just goes like back to it. He wasn't a good criminal. Like he didn't. I'm trying to tell y'all, he wasn't that smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you have that just like hit on the nose. I would love to see his grades at Florida State. <laughs> Florida. At Florida, Florida. Yeah. Sorry. Florida, affectionately known to some of us as Plant U. Plant get into Florida. You know yeah. he wasn't going to class. Yeah, Adam would. If he went to UConn, Adam would have to tutor him. <laughs> <laughs> You might have been an accessory yeah. to murder. You, you want to talk about UConn every episode except for this episode. <laughs> well, I told you before we came on air, like I was I was up there when, when Aaron was supposed to come to campus and it was a huge get for the football program. And his brother DJ was the quarterback at the time when I was covering the football team. DJ was cool. DJ was chill. DJ was completely normal, really nice guy. Um, and his brother turned out to be the exact opposite. So, you know, I guess for the stain of it, it's good that Aaron did not come to UConn. But it was really surprising when he decommitted, didn't end up going, and went down to Florida. Then you saw the talent. But, yeah, his brother, for his demeanor and obviously how he turned out, I mean, complete opposites. Complete, complete opposites because DJ was a cool, chill guy. Yeah, well, there's Adam's Hernandez story. There's your my personal Hernandez touch, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, so crazy. Uh, Damien, thank you for joining us, talking about this. No problem. Anytime. Uh, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. welcome anytime. You want to come on? All right. Yeah. 
That, that is not a lie. All right, that's another episode of the Load Management Podcast. Zion, thank you, Damien, for coming on. Adam from L.A., I'm Chops. A shout to our producers, Alejandro and Jasmine. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton. Mixing done by Jasmine. Special shout out to our editor-in-chief, Damien Scott. That gets said every episode, not just while you're here. Uh, Load Management is a production of Complex Podcast Network. And shout out to Jen Stewart and Josh out in L.A. recording us.